Welcome to Garfield Memorial Church. We are one church in three locations, Pepper Pike, Ohio, South Euclid, Ohio, and Liberia, Africa. Together, we seek to widen the circle through our core values of diversity, safety, authenticity, growth, and forgiveness. To learn more about Garfield Memorial Church, visit our website at garfieldchurch.org. And now, may you be blessed and inspired by our weekly podcast of the message from the 10 a.m. Sunday morning Mosaic worship service. Garfield Memorial Church, widening the circle. All right, good morning. That was the flash. Wow, man, I used to run like that. Um, hey, I'm so glad you're here today. If I haven't met you, I'm Chip Freed. I get the privilege to be the lead teaching pastor at our one church in three locations here in Pepper Pike, South Euclid. We're so glad you're tuning in with us today. You're in for a treat. It's a way for, you know, if you're new over at South Euclid, this is just a way for us to truly be connected uh, for the next 30 minutes or so as one church in two locations. And also our brothers and sisters at Garfield Memorial Church in Liberia. Every Sunday I wake up, they're already texting me saying, tell the church we prayed for you this morning. So you didn't know it, but you were prayed for from Africa before you got into this uh, church today. I think that's a hallelujah. They watch us every Sunday, so make sure we give it up uh, for Garfield Memorial and Camp for Mission in Liberia. God bless. Um, Last week I did a prelude to today. We have a wonderful, amazing special guest. I've already just adopted her as friend, whether she lets me or not. Um, I took her into my area code. She'll probably mention that. Um, but it's so excited to, we started last week a teaching series entitled, I Said This, You Heard That. And the author of that curriculum is here today. Now, we're going to preach for the next several weeks that Jesus said this. But you heard that. And look at some of the tough sayings of Jesus. So just a little tease. Next, next Sunday is going to be how to hate your parents. Oh, yeah. Now, now people are texting. Like, I'm not going to miss that one. But we're talking about the power of words. We talked about that last week. We began with this wonderful verse that our teacher has um, written her curriculum around from Ephesians 4.29 that simply says this. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Who's convicted right now? Right? But, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, right? Not ours. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit, benefit those who listen, right? Powerful stuff. Words have power. We talked about that last week. Words have power, Sitting in my office this morning with Kathleen, she was reminding me how much of the gospel uh, Jesus himself talks about words. In the beginning was the? Right. Right? And all things came into being through him, and apart from him, not one thing came into being. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Last week, we talked about the power of our words. Whoever said that statement, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me, that was a statement right out of hell itself. It's not true. And I said, I've raised my children to know sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can go places that sticks and stones can never go and break me in deep, deep ways. 
And all of us have that. So we're going to talk, if there's a teaching in America right now or in the world that's more important than how to speak with love and building up community, not dividing and tearing down community, I don't know what it is. So this has been for such a time as this. Um, I came across this wonderful author uh, almost six or seven months ago, and for whatever reason, we said, let's do this in the fall. Let's start this in the fall. And now, Garfield Memorial, you guys are in training <laughs> on how to speak better, how to build up more, how to, how to bring community, which comes from the word communicate, right? How can we speak words of love, words that bless? not words of bruise. So I, with no further ado, I want you to give a big Cleveland, Ohio welcome and Garfield Memorial welcome to Kathleen Edelman. She and my wife are going to come up. Woo! Come on, South Euclid. And I, I need to say to you today, we're, we're going to learn a little bit about the colors of the languages. So our staff is dressed in colors today. We're not in gang colors. This is uh, Garfield colors. And Kathleen's going to teach us about that. I'm a, I'm a yellow, which you'll find out. And I had nothing in my wardrobe yellow. So thank God for Amazon. This came in yeah, like yesterday. All right. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Really, thanks for having me. Well, we're so glad to have you here, Kathleen. Um, so let's get started. Um, I know you and Chip talked about um, that we have uh, close to 900 people take Strengths Finders. Yes. So where do we go from there? Yes. Well, first and foremost, thanks again for having me. Let me tell you a little bit about what I do. I have taught temperaments and communication for three decades. Um, what I really am passionate about is understanding and seeing that through the scripture verse of Ephesians 4.29. I truly believe we're wired a certain way to speak a certain language, and I truly, honestly, my passion in my heart is that you become your best authentic self, and that we learn a communication and a way to communicate with each other that leaves others loved better. I truly believe I would love to know that we can speak kindly to each other. Mm -hmm. So what it is, is there's a difference. I do temperaments through the framework of Ephesians 4.29. I think Paul does a great job in Ephesians 4.29 to challenge us with our words, but he also gives us a clue that different words are weighted differently for different people. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to start by really quick understanding, though, there's a difference between temperament and personality. Temperament, you're wired with. You are born with it. It's like your hair color, your eye color, your fingerprint. It is unchangeable. And right then, people go, oh, I don't know. But here's the thing. I could go right today and dye my hair blonde, right? What's going to happen in about three days? And nobody better say gray. No, <laughs> I'll find you. Nobody's going to say gray. Brown would come because that's my innate coloring. It's unchangeable. It's how God designed me to be. So we want to know that personality, though, strengths finders, how many people know Myers-Briggs, DISC, mm -hmm. Hogan, the Enneagram, those are all personality assessments that have come off the study of temperaments, which original documents go far back hundreds of years before Jesus ever walked the earth. So personality is constantly evolving. It's birth order. It's education. It's how you're, if you're a middle child, if you're a firstborn. 
So it's constantly moving, right? So a better way to even look at it is personality is the what and temperament is the why. So we want to know that there is a difference. And we're doing everything. Just go to the core. Find out temperament first. It's going to make all those other personality assessments that you take much more usable. So um, uh, Kathleen, tell us about the four different temperaments that, that, um, we're, that it's based off mm -hmm. of. Yes. So the basis of the temperaments come again from way back in at the, maybe the time of Hippocrates. So these are the original Greek names that were given at about 60 AD by a first physician named Galen. They were named off body fluid or humor of the body, which we're not going to talk about, but it is sanguine, choleric, melancholy, and phlegmatic. But what we've done is we've matched those with colors, as Chip was saying, he's yellow, I'm blue, somebody else is green, now it's going to make sense. We've matched them with colors because the Greek words can be a mouthful. So the yellow, sanguine, the red is choleric, the blue is melancholic, and the green is phlegmatic. But we have to know foundationally a little bit about right. them, mm -hmm. right, yep. first yes. to kind of get it going. So there's things that may sound simple, but in communication, it is so important to know. The first one being that the red and the yellow are extroverts. That does not mean you like to be around a lot of people. What it truly means in communication is that your thoughts and emotions go outward. Yeah. These people have no filter. <laughs> None. <laughs> no filter. So they just say things out. They, they talk before they think. And so they say things like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Or they just needed to know, right? Because it's just out there. The blues and the greens, I happen to be a blue-green combination. We think before we talk. It does not mean that we don't like to be around people. We're introverts. It just means our thoughts and emotions go inward. I have to process something before I say it, right? So sometimes, even for the blues and the greens, our filter can be a little bit too big. But you have to understand, again, in communication, what true introvert and extrovert is. Then the red and the blue, task-oriented people. These people are objective. They want a reason behind what they're doing. They want to accomplish or be productive. They will even use people as tasks, if need be, because they're task-oriented. The yellow and the green, people-oriented. They're going to choose people over tasks. These are people who are harmony, connecting. They want, they want everybody to be happy. They're going to choose people first. So why this is so critically important to understand the basis of communication is for these people who end up assessing green. This is an introvert that likes to be around people. So even though you're innately quiet, you would pick a person over a task. So when you do the assessment in the book, you have a dominant and a secondary. It's always going to be vertical or horizontal, never diagonal. In temperament, that's really important because that would be like being the polar opposite of yourself, right? So we would be um, horizontal or vertical. And those are like the foundations to understand before you really get into starting what's unique about them or what language they speak. Mm -hmm. well, let's talk about the uniqueness of each one. Cause you want to hear yours, I, I, right? Yeah, I got to. <laughs> And I got to be first. Yeah, because yours is first, and that's done purposely, right? <laughs> so the yellow speaks the language of fun and people. This is a person who's uniquely designed to see the best in people first. 
They are in the moment and say they see the best in people and the best in circumstances first. The red. Can we get that slide, guys? Yeah, I think there's an oh, individual slide. Maybe yeah. there's not. There should be. There should be. Come on. The there we go. Oh, no. There that's we not. Go. No, we don't want that. Oh, go yet. back up. Never back mind. Up. Sorry. Thank you for interrupting. I know, we'll I get know. to that point. <laughs> I think I wrote the book, but that's okay. <laughs> He's just being helpful and fun. The red, the red speaks the language of power and control, okay? Um, what's unique to the red is their ability to throw a big net and see a vision and a goal as clear as clear can be. The, what, the blue speaks the language of perfection and order. What's unique about the blue is that we can see, ev we can anticipate every obstacle from A to B. Where the red sees from A to B and sees the goal, we see every obstacle up to, up to the B, up to the goal. What's unique about the green, they speak the language of calm and harmony. They are the calm in the midst of chaos. If this building gets on fire, we want to be behind a red. They're going to save our life. They are, they're quick. They excel in emergencies. But the green is going to be the one that comes up alongside you going, it's going to be okay. You know, you're going to be fine. Right? So what you were so anxious to get started on was the strengths and weaknesses, right? I'm afraid to talk. <laughs> That's I just want to have fun. Yeah, it is fun. You make it fun. Okay. That's what's so funny. Um, the strengths and weaknesses, yeah, yeah. I think, is what you were let's, talking yeah, about. Yeah, let's look at those. Let's look yeah. at those. Tell us so about each those. temperament has their unique own strengths and weaknesses. And people will go, well, why do you have to talk about weaknesses? Well, I think God was very, very intentional. We know it's light in here because we know dark. We know loud because we know quiet. We know good because we know evil, right? You have to know your weaknesses and what might be robbing you from your authentic self in order to use your strengths. So let's talk. Let's, let me just give you a little overview of some of the strengths and weaknesses of each temperament. The sanguine, joyful, encouraging. They're inspiring. They speak in stories. They talk in stories. They bring a breath of fresh air into the room all the time. But how does he know he's that? Because he's a compulsive talker. <laughs> he's loud, hates to be alone, interrupts, a little bit scatterbrained, right? So you She's want not going to be here next week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let you know, you stuck with me. Do you want to tell them your morning story? Please. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, so I wanted to be on time this morning. I was not because I was cooking yesterday and I took my wedding ring off and I was mixing stuff. And then I got to the church. I was like, I don't have my wedding ring. I'm going to be on stage with my wife. So I had to run home, get that, and be 15 minutes late and be very loud when I came in the room. Oh, he actually startled me because he came flying in the back. And I was like, I've, we've never met. So I'm like, there's some strange man flying in the back of the church right yeah, yellow now. Yellow on steroids. It, yeah, I mean, exactly. Okay. He, he couldn't have teed that up better. Um, for the red, some of the strengths are they're driven, they delegate well, they're self-directed, they're confident. But you know that because you can be, emboss you can be bossy, impatient, quick-tempered, dislikes tears and emotions. And it's usually about right now where I start seeing the elbows fly. Like, are you noticing that? 
can you fix that? Because we always come to fix the other person, right? But really what we want to do is try to, to kind of think, am I connecting with that? Is that how I communicate? Is that how I talk? The blue, we are analytical, empathetic, perfectionist, creative, but we can also be incredibly moody, critical, withdrawn, um, skeptical, insecure socially. I put that up there because I am a blue and I want to just give freedom to all blues. Most blues feel like a square peg going into a round hole. We've always feel like we're a little odd when really every bit of us just wants to belong. So if you have a child that's a blue, I would love you to hear that I'm saying that because they do feel that way. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that we're aware of strengths and weaknesses. The greens, kind. This is an innately kind individual, even-tempered, tolerant, harmonious, but they can be unenthusiastic. They can be indecisive, have no sense of urgency at all, right? <laughs> Nothing is important or quick to them. So now that you have a little bit of the colors, let me tell you a story. My family I am blue, my son is blue, my daughter's yellow, my husband happens to be that beautiful green. And we are in Colorado in a hotel. We're about seven floors up. He's a salesman. He's watching TV. He's been in a lot of hotels. The fire drill goes off. My son, who's a blue, immediately goes to the map. He's strategizing. He's going to get us out. He's going to make a plan. He's going to get us out there exactly like the rule allows. My daughter starts changing her clothes. <laughs> there might be a cute fireman. There might be TV cameras. You never know who might be there. My husband is like this in front of the TV. I go, babe, fire drill. Or I go, fire alarm. He goes, I think it might be a drill. I go, I don't know really if they have drills in hotels. And he goes, well, I don't smell smoke and I don't hear sirens. And he hasn't moved. He's just like this. And I go, well, we're going. We're, Bryce is in the hallway now, just like gone. Avery's out there. She thinks she's okay looking now. And I'm, I'm going, we're gone now. We're going. He goes, hey, honey, take your phone. I go, why would I take my phone? He goes, when you get to the lobby, if it's real, could you text me? <laughs> so as we're thinking about this, Let's watch this video and see if you don't really start connecting to a temperament. Thank you. 
I was trying to project myself into your, <laughs> into your fire alarm. All I know is I would have been very loud. So Kathleen, no temperament is better than another one. No. Okay. And this is what's fascinating to me that I've done this for so long. How many people think they're yellow? Okay, that's awful quiet yellows. Is there a... That, yeah, there we go. That's usually what it's like. How many of you think you're red? Reddish. Okay, reds are usually moving to the front to direct me at this point and tell me if I'm doing it right. How, how about the blues? Oh, yay. Look at all your blues. Mm, yeah, yeah. Polar right. opposite of you. Well, yeah. that's a good thing. <laughs> Where's the greens? Yay, greenish. I love the greenishes. That's great. So this is funny that I have to put this up, but I do have to put this up. Because usually when you start identifying with your temperament, all of a sudden the yellow's the best, the red's the best. No temperament is better than any others. Mm. Accepting your temperament will allow you to be the best version of you. Mm. The temperament and design God created you to be. And that's really super important. Mm -hmm. right? Could you talk yeah. about staying in your strength? Staying kind Absolutely. Of There's an uh, activity that I do in the book and I do in my office because it is so important. People go, well, how do I stay in my strengths? What's it costing me when I don't? Well, it's costing your, you your authenticity when you're in your weaknesses. When you're in your weaknesses, you are in the flesh. You are doing it because you want to do it. And what we want to do is we want to be over here where the Holy Spirit is. We want to be over here where your strengths are. Because it's in your strengths is where you'll find your calling and purpose. Yeah. And circumstances are going to come into your life. If you're over here in your weaknesses, the circumstances will control you. But if we can move to our strengths, we will maneuver through. The circumstances are still going to come in. But God says, if I put you there, I will give you a way out. I will light your path. So with the power of the Holy Spirit, you will maneuver through those. But how do we get there? You know when you're struggling with some of your weaknesses, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. We've laughed about interrupting, right? So I Can do I interrupt you right there? I yes. <laughs> so what, I, he's a wiggler too, people. This guy has been wiggling, wiggling all morning. It's like I'm sweating because he's wiggling so much. So here's the thing. There's an exercise we do. It's called I have a tendency to, but I'm going to choose. Mm -hmm. If we'll just start this today... If you're a yellow, I have a tendency to interrupt, but I'm going to choose to listen well. Mm -hmm. Whatever the circumstance requires of me. If you're a red, I have a tendency to be bossy or impatient, but I'm going to choose to delegate well. Or I'm going to choose to lead well, whatever the circumstance requires of you. If you're blue, I have a tendency to be moody, but I'm going to choose to trust. Or I'm going to choose to be logical. Again, whatever's required of me in my strengths. I'm wired for both. It's my choice. For the green, I have a tendency to be unenthusiastic, but I'm going to choose to listen well. I'm going to choose to ask a question. We can practice that. And the more you practice it, the more fluent you become and the more solid you become, the easier it is to stay in your strengths. Because you know what? You know the one thing that all temperaments share? Selfishness. That's the one thing we all share. But in order to love somebody else better, in order to learn another language and leave them feeling heard and understood, we have to learn to move from selfishness to servitude. So in that, in your strengths, you can put the other person first. This is Philippians 2, right? 
with others. Love that bottle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to have fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you, you, talk, you talk a lot about the words you choose. That's what's up here, what I choose to be. Um, and it, your temperament tends to determine what you speak. That's right. Right. So right. walk us through those. Exactly. Hence the cover of the books. I said this, you heard that. It came out of me doing this in my office. So they're both yellow, I'm blue. We're polar opposites of each other. So when Terry speaks, I hear. And when I speak, she hears. And even though we're good friends and we might have a great lunch, we're going to leave not feeling totally, I'm going to feel like, did I really say that to her? Did she understand what I meant? She's going to go, oh, I hope we have something else on the calendar. That was fun. I, did I tell her that? Did I tell her that? We want to get rid of that gray area. We want to start here instead of here. So really what we're even doing is we're kind of flipping the cover of the book. I want to know what Terry needs to hear so that I know what to, to say. say. So the, in order to identify another temperament, once you know your own, it's really important because you have to look through a different color lens. You're not becoming something different. But again, I want to speak language she can hear me. So what I want to do is listen to the words she speaks. You want to listen to understand in communication instead of listening to respond, which is what we all do. But if we will listen to understand, you will start to be able to identify another temperament. So we can talk about that a little bit. I mm -hmm. put some examples. The yellows, you have to understand, they speak animated, fun, exaggerated, people-oriented words. So they're going to say things like... You're going to interrupt again? Says, yeah, I'm going to... Shush. <laughs> uh, my son says, my dad does not exaggerate. He just remembers big. No, uh, I love that. I love that, right? And you would say things like this, right? Yeah, yeah. That sounds fun. Come join in. Join in. Who's going to be there? Oh, I totally I forgot. Totally, I hate you that You even one. said, yeah. this slide was way, made long before he forgot that ring this morning. <laughs> Let me tell you that. So we know, again, there's going to be common phrases that we can listen to for each temperament. The reds often speak bold, mm -hmm. bossy, confident, controlling words. So theirs are going to be very bottom line, or seem like they're bottom line. Reds want you to know that they do think about it before they shoot it out there, but it does. Just do it. Hurry up. I'll get it done. Follow my lead. It's very almost with the reds, what, what I have to work with is tone and volume. You know, the reds is our, mm, I just heard that big collective. Mm, I, and I have to right? say, our worship pastor down here, Leah Bracey and Justin Mackey over at South Euclid. I see you, Justin. I knew they were Reds oh. I, before they even started. Like, follow my lead. I mm -hmm. guess that's why they're Just up here leading lead. worship. Mm -hmm. And what's, what's interesting between a red and a blue, blues are sound sensitive. So sometimes the interaction between mm -hmm. a red and a blue will look like this. Hey, just follow me. And I'm like, why are you yelling at me? And they're like, I'm not yelling you. You just needed to know. Come on. And I'm like, now you're really yelling at me. Right? So we have to, again, listen to the words that we're speaking so that you know your language, wow. so that you can do what I call paradigm shifting, and that is looking through a different colored lens. The blue, we speak detail, analytical, compassionate words. So I'm going to say things like this. I've been giving it some thought. Uh, I don't trust her. I don't trust him. We're very big, right? You say that, right? Um, are you sure that's safe? Everything we say is, well, every other word out of our mouth is usually something about safety, right? Uh, see, blues, I got your back, I know. The green, 
sarcastic, easygoing, patient, kind words. These people have extreme dry wit, and they're quick, even though they don't say a lot. When they say it, we listen, right? And we're either going, wow, or wow, that was really funny. <laughs> but they'll say things like this, no big deal. I'm good with whatever. Can that wait till tomorrow? That's what they're going to say. So right now, some of the reds in the room are going, I can't take that. Like, why are they even talking like that? Because the reds, if you asked somebody, young lady, if they wanted coffee, if you said to a green, would you like coffee or tea? What are you expecting he says? Coffee or tea, right? But what happens when he goes, oh, I'm good with whatever. Hair on the back of your neck goes up, right? Like, you better answer before I pour this right on your head, right? Right? So even now with a little bit, you know, we could even change that discussion. If you know he's green and you say, do you want coffee or tea? And he says, I'm good with whatever, you can have grace, right? And you can say you're having tea, <laughs> right? I've made the decision. If you know you're speaking to a red and she asks you for coffee or tea, now what can you do? Make a decision, right? Thank you for asking, I'll have tea. So now you're automatically loving that person better just by adjusting to how they talk. Not changing who you are. God designed mm -hmm. you perfectly, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but loving another person better, mm -hmm. speaking kindly. And you're going to give us an example from your own kids. But before oh, I you do, I, just a little sure. quick one. Um, like, Terry was very balanced across the strengths. Uh -huh. I was very out of balance. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be here next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and there was something in your writings that when you have the balance, it's almost like being multilingual in some okay. ways. Well... Is that... Yeah, no. <laughs> what it is, is that when you do, remember you're a dominant and secondary. Gotcha. It's horizontal or vertical. Okay. If you do the assessment, and this goes a little bit into 2.0, 3.0. If you assess out and you go to three temperaments or four, there's a reason be behind that. One is that it's called masking. Masking comes if there's grief, trauma, abuse. What I see in my office normally about 90% of the time it comes from some kind of parenting where maybe two overlapping red parents are saying to a, a green child, get moving, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you like your brother? You know, again, not intentionally trying to be unkind, but they're using very red words over a green child gotcha. or overlapping blue parents with a yellow child. And I'm saying, quit wiggling, you're too loud. That's not the rule. Right? Again, we're not intentionally trying to be unkind, but we're using words that dull your sparkle. Gotcha. And that's not okay with me. Gotcha. So what I would want you to figure out is, I would say you're probably green, <laughs> which is the other reason you'll have more than one temperament, is the indecisiveness of a green mm -hmm. actually answering the question. Um, that probably happens more than, mm -hmm. more than anything else. Right. Gotcha. Right. Right. Talk about how you, you have a great illustration with your kids. Oh, with my kids. Interactive. My son, like I said, is a very navy blue. My daughter's yellow, as I said. Um, he is at Georgia Tech. She is at UGA. He was studying abroad in Ireland. And so when he was studying abroad, Bryce sent us this text. Tour was awesome. Also talked to somebody from the UK the whole time. It was really interesting. Just got back on the bus from Lim to Limerick, safe and sound. Okay, that's a very blue text. First of all, blues, do we ever put anything in all caps? Like, never. I mean, that tour must have been, like, really awesome, right, for a blue to put it in all caps. But notice, he talked to somebody who was interesting, and I love my boy, safe and sound. That's such a blue wording, right? 
Here's my daughter's response. Yay! Exclamation point, exclamation point, right out of the gate, caps. Like, they yellows put everything in caps if they could. I'm so thrilled to hear that. That's so cool you got to talk to somebody from the UK. I'm glad you're back, safe, and had fun. Emoji, emoji. Okay, she didn't even mention the tour. It wasn't even, even though it was in all caps, it's not even mentioned here. And she connected directly to the people. That tells you again, yellows connect ability. And I'm not sure about you, but I don't see the word fun in Bryce's text at all. That's her adding with the emojis, her yellowness into the conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One minute later, Bryce sends this text. Oh no, somebody sat next to me on the bus. The whole trip is ruined. (laughs) (laughs) So we can listen to understand. Mm We can watch text, we can look at photos, and you can identify another temperament. So the temperaments talk how you talk, but also what you need to hear. Exactly. Temperament, this is so critically important. This is what separates me from personality, is these innate needs. These needs you have been trying to fill since you were born. And really, it would be a loss for me if your church, if when I left... I heard things were going on in your hallways like this. Oh, Chip's so funny. He's yellow. Oh, Susie's such a good leader. She's red. Okay, we're not in descriptive Mm -hmm. words. That's not what the temperaments are about. Because in your strengths, all the temperaments can be a good leader. All the temperaments can be funny. All the temperaments can be thoughtful. All the temperaments can be kind. There's just some things that are innately wired to people. But how we got, become that best version of ourselves is to stay in our strengths so that you have something to give because you cannot give what you don't have, mm-hmm. right? And what we're trying to do is exactly what Paul shows us in that verse. We're trying to not let any unwholesome words out, to build others up according mm-hmm. to their mm-hmm. needs. These are her need, these, each temperament has their own set of needs. And what you would want to do when you identify your temperament is you want to define these needs. It is so important to put a definition because when you're talking about life words, which is I think you talked about last week, Mm -hmm. on your tongue lays the power of life or death. Who talks to you the most? You do. So you first have to say, am I speaking life words to me? Do I know how to fill safety and sensitivity for me? Because that it's between me and God. Yes. And I, to do his work, yeah. I have to, my love tank has to be filled in order to love my husband better. And then to order, in order for us to love our children better. Right. right? So we have to understand what drives us. This is what drives each temperament. And I would love to go over some definitions. Yeah. With, with your people, because this is such a game changer. This innate need is the game changer. I've seen marriages change overnight. I've seen parent-children relationships restored just by understanding the temperament and understanding what they need. So let's go through some of them. Yeah. The sanguine, the yellow, approval. Be, and, and remember, these are ones that I put in the book that I've heard the most in my office. This is just to get you kick-started. Yours might be a little bit mm-hmm. different, right? Mm-hmm. And you do want to customize it to yourself, right. right? And then, so then you can articulate it to your beautiful wife and then your children. Being liked for who they are without needing to change. 
Yeah. Sound good? Yeah, yes. I, I, you nailed me. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the me too. I always said the demon I grew up with was you could have done better. Yes. And I heard that all my youth. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, but th that's out of my need for approval yeah. and acceptance. Like, I, it's okay. You did okay. And isn't it interesting that that's exactly what you said earlier? We don't realize the power of words and how long we can carry those with yeah. us. Right? right? Yeah. But today yeah. we can break the chain on some of those. Right? Acceptance, being invited and included. Attention. This is the one I really want to point out for yellows. It's having your full focus, especially eye contact. I did not and do not hear in my office that they want to be center stage or the life of the party. That's not what I hear. But that's what we want to put on yellows because they are loud, right? And they do, uh, they do have that magnetic personality. But really what I hear most in the temperament is having your full focus, especially eye contact. So what he's hoping is that when he comes home and she's busy with the kids and he has a story to tell, she'll stop what she's doing and give him eye contact and listen to his story. Right? Does that, that does that happen? I always say, look at me, look at me. Yeah, yeah. And, I say, I say, and I say the same. Yeah, you do, and I'm looking at the TV. I'm yeah. <laughs> you won't be after today. No, I won't. <laughs> Affection, being noticed or acknowledged. Okay? For the Reds, loyalty is huge. The loyalty is the, so important to a Red. And what I want to say about the Reds is I, I absolutely red, love Reds. We, you heard that collective side when we talked about the tone. My 2020 mission is to get people to think differently about Reds. Because every other temperament, I'm going to have your back, I'm going to show you loyalty Reds right now. Every other temperament is described in their strengths except for the Red. The yellows are funny, they're fun to be with, they're encouraging. The blues are thoughtful and they're, you know, compassionate and they're orderly. The greens are kind and they're great listeners. The reds are bossy. You're impatient. You're intolerant. I want that to change. Because, yes, I want that to change. I mean, We just had a red redeemed. Yay! I, I, good. And I would hope reds in this room help me with that. Your power bar is high, but, I, but you have, you're edgy. I want to soften those edges. This, the best example for us for reds and change is Saul to Paul. It's right mm. there. So I would love you to own that and help me to help the world see how important we need that powerful red person. So with that said, loyalty, being prioritized, knowing that you have their back is what I hear the most. Sense of control is the one that's confusing. Reds their basic desire is power and control, but sense of control is different than having control. Mm -hmm. You have control mm -hmm. over no one. You have influence over everyone. So what sense of control truly means to a red is this exact same. Everyone pulling their weight and following the plan. If I ask the reds in the room, do you want to be in charge? No, well, no, right? But what happens if you come into a room and all the cogs aren't working together? What's your first innate reaction? Take over, take over and fix it. Take over, fix it. See, do you see? You, it's just right there. But what I, want, I hope we're hearing is that's not what they want to do, right? As a blue, if I came in and all the cogs weren't working, that would not be my initial reaction. I literally would say, who's in charge? 
like, you know, I'd be looking like somebody needs to be in charge of this. It's not me, you know, because God, I don't want my name and responsibility. It's not the rule, you know, so that's a blue, right? So this is really important for me, for my, for the reds out there is that you understand what they mean by sense of control, appreciation being valued for their unique strengths and credit for work being valued for their contributions. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're doing your own temperaments, some people get confused and they go, appreciation, credit for work, same thing. Mm -mm. One is outward and one is inward. And each temperament has that confusing couple that they might not understand. And that's what we want to stop. Each one has their own definition. Mm. Okay? Blues, safety, huge. We do not do anything unless we feel safe our surroundings or relationships and that word trust trust i told that huge. story this morning it, mm -hmm. it triggered with me because pastor terry and i you know my best friend in ministry but we didn't know each other when we first got together mm -hmm. and me i'm just loud and talking and everything and like one of our first conversations she said just don't bs me <laughs> like like don't talk you know yeah. like don't can i trust me. you can yep. i trust mm -hmm. you yeah. and when we crossed that bridge our friendship was Incredible. Well, you're opposites. Yeah. And if we will learn to lean into each other's strengths, mm -hmm. to be vulnerable and transparent, yeah. then you become yeah. a force that's unbreakable. But where that has to come is with grace and transparency. See, I, I did that. Right? Yeah. Give, give him some credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Approval, acceptance. See, it's happening right here in front of us, right? Sensitivity being understood. Blues we don't necessarily need you to agree with us. We just want to know that you heard us and that you understand where we're at, that you can mat not feel our emotions, but match our emotions. So we can be, hey, mm -hmm. fine, don't, you, you don't have to do it my way. Just, I know, I'm good that you heard me, right? Support, being offered or provided help, space and silence, having time to decompress, process, or think. So when my, was, when my kids were younger and I would come home from work, they knew that I would take five minutes. I would go into my office and I would just decompress before they could ask me any questions. And again, I'm not in there 30 minutes. It was just a few minutes. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, I came out of that office a better mom yeah. because I was able to have filled my love tank, prayed a little bit, and I came out a better mom. So we want to make sure we're honoring not only the innate needs, but what they mean to each one of us, right? The greens, harmony. Everyone getting along and everything going smoothly. Unlike silence for a blue, for a green, you can have a room full of people as long as everybody's getting along, right, greens? Um, feeling of worth, being valued for their unique strengths. This is really important when you're talking about a team or at work. You know, this is where you really see mm -hmm. it is what they want to hear is that, oh, my gosh, you weren't here yesterday. Yeah. The event didn't go the same. You bring such value to the team when you're mm -hmm. here, right? That's what greens I've heard in my mm -hmm. office like to hear, that they bring something to the relationship or to the team or mm -hmm. to the workplace, right? I love this, too, lack of stress, the absence of combative or conflictive words, right? I mean, the, you can see greens when there's arguments start, which some of the reds love to argue. That's their pastime. Um, they'll just shrink back into yeah. a corner, right? Do you know anybody well, like that? that? Yeah, shut yeah. down. Yes. Yeah. 
You have somebody that you've seen do that? She's, she's got green in her. Yeah. You, you called it <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but she it does is. use combative words, and I'm going to say that loud. <laughs> okay, well, let me tell you something. A See, green... you, did you hear what just happened? No. I, I can make fun of myself. I yeah. make fun of her. It just... And the thing you want to know about the greens, they're quiet. They run under the radar. But this is a person that can take the dripping for a very long time. Mm. Where the reds are very Mm. explosive and can be angry five times before noon, right? Mm. The greens are like a drip in a bucket. But when that green gets Mm. backed into a corner... They're going to fight or they're going to flee. Uh, most of the time, they flee. They flee the job. They flee the relationship. They flee the conversation. They flee the marriage. But if they decide to fight, there's nobody more stubborn on the board than the greens. And they can make a red look like a kitten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is so volatile. And it comes from what we think is nowhere. Mm-hmm. They're like, what's Terry, right? Where did that come from? But it had been going on mm-hmm. for a month, three months, six months. So we want to know that quiet phlegmatic can be very explosive. Mm. So these definitions are going to change every single conversation you have. If you just think right now about the conversations, am I lifting up whoever? Mm-hmm. Think about it to so your spouse, your child, according to their needs. Am I doing it, right? Understanding the temperament changes everything. It changes every word that you now will choose. Mm-hmm. The key words in that verse, mm-hmm. my favorite, Ephesians 4.29, we have to circle let. Mm, right? right there. We yep. have to circle do not let any unwholesome words come out of our mouth. We have to circle the word only, what is helpful. Building, circle others up according to circle their needs that benefit all who listen. Moving that from selfishness to servitude. Speaking life words to yourself so that you have something to give another right. person, mm-hmm. right? And then speaking life words over that person. Yes. Yeah. We did this at nine o'clock. I think we should do it South Euclid and do it here. Why don't we just read this verse together? Why don't mm-hmm. we just hear ourselves say it, okay? So just say, with the, just say it. Do, do not, not let, let any, any unwholesome talk come, come out, out of your mouths. mouths. But, but only what, what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Let's, Amen. Lord, take those words, seal them, seal them in here. Because as I said, if there's anything we need right now in our world, mm. it's Ephesians 4.29. So, and one of the things I've learned, I know we have a slide to it, every word that you use mm-hmm. is a word that you choose. That's right. That's, that, I hadn't thought about that. Yep. And again, it, they're so incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. And you think about it. You, you, some words, I'm sure people in here, you can think about words that were spoken over you as a child, right. good or bad, that you may still be carrying with you now. And we so, want to make sure that we address those and hopefully break the chain in some of them. So what do you think, Garfield Momoy? Are you glad Kathleen Edelman got on a plane? Yeah, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. We need this. Yeah. Well, thank you. So Pastor Terry's going to come up. We're going we're gonna to discard. you have a chance to meet uh, Kathleen out in the lobby. Pastor Terry's going to talk to us about how we can put this into practice right here in our location. So Pastor Terry, come.
I was thinking this morning about a story that Soren Kierkegaard told about a town that had nothing but ducks in it. And they, every Sunday they'd walk down the path and they'd go to their little duck church and they'd hear the, the preacher preach and say, ducks, you can fly, you can fly. And then they'd waddle back home every week. So I don't want that to be us. We've heard a teaching today that is transformative. And there's an actual practical, real ways that you can take it beyond today. As I listen to Kathleen and hear her interacting with Chip and Terry, and the conversations, it makes me wish I could go in her office and be part of one of her groups. And the amazing thing is you can. Just fly to Atlanta. She'd love to have all a couple hundred of you. But in the six-week video series, the small group series that we're going to be launching week after next, um, there, the videos actually show Kathleen in her office with a yellow and a red and a blue and a green. And so you can hear her help them process. And then there are questions that will help us process in our groups what that looks like. And so it's really easy to sign up if you have a smartphone or any kind of device. If you go to our website, you can click on I said this small groups. You can scroll down. You can fill out a form, submit it, sign up just like that. That easy. You can also go in our lobby. Uh, the books are for sale. They're just $15. And But if you join a group, you'll get the the books at your first session, so you, we're excited for you to get the books today, but if you wait, that's okay. You can do that. And then just choose a group and be part of it. We'll, I expect we're going to be offering this again, but if there's, you look at the groups and there's something that doesn't fit on your schedule, let us know and we'll figure it out. And also, we're really excited our online pastor, Pastor Kurt Bissell, is offering an online option. So if if it's not convenient for you to be able to go someplace on Fridays around lunchtime, you can spend an hour experiencing this material, experiencing the community being in a small group. So basically what I'm saying is there is zero excuse, zero excuse not to take this one step further because we have an opportunity here. Let's seize it. Let's not be like the ducks that waddle off, but let's go out and fly because God has designed us to do that. So go out, go in the lobby, hang out, meet Kathleen, Go in peace. We'll see.